0: Our liturgy and worship this morning is slightly different. This is our equivalent of Advent live. I think you'll catch on to things as we go along, so we're just going to go along. Page two, our words for gathering us together. Come to me, you who are of faith and you who doubt, come. We come, we come with, with our hopes and fears. And we come, come as, as we are. the joy of Sabbath fills and lifts our hearts in joy. We come with our hopes and fears. We come as we are. Blessed be our God forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Grant us, Lord, not to be anxious about earthly things, but to love things heavenly. And even now, while we are placed among things that are passing away, to hold fast to those that shall endure. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, for ever and ever. Amen. Amen. Page 3, our psalm together in unison. Give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him, sing praises to him, and speak of his marvelous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, search for the Lord and his strength, continually seek his face, marvels he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. There are so many ways to tell the story of God and creation. The Bible is a sacred book we Christians use to learn and tell stories. We know that there are other faiths such as Judaism and Hinduism, Islam and Buddhism. They have their own sacred books and stories about God and creation. God likes that. Jesus told great stories. His stories help people make sense of their lives. They reveal God in ordinary things. His stories encourage and change people. Make us more ready, God, to share our stories. Give us words when we are tongue-tied. Confidence to know our stories matter. Tact to know the right place to tell them. Also, more importantly, make us ready to listen. Please say together with me, May the words of God be in my mind, on my my lips, lips, in my heart. The kingdom of heaven is like this. Once there was a man who went out early in the morning to hire some men to work in his vineyard. He agreed to pay them their regular wage, a silver coin a day, and sent them to work in his vineyard. He went out again to the marketplace at nine o'clock and saw some men standing there doing nothing. So he told them... You also go and work in the vineyard, and I will pay you a fair wage. So they went. Then at twelve o'clock and again at three o'clock he did the same thing. It was nearly five o'clock when he went to the marketplace and saw some other men standing there. Why are you waiting here the whole day and doing nothing, he asked them. No one hired us, they answered. Well then, you go and work in the vineyard, he told them. When evening came, the owner told his foreman, Call the workers and pay them their wages, starting with those who were hired last, ending with those who were hired first. The men who had begun to work at five o'clock were paid a silver coin each. So when the men who were first to be hired came to be paid, they thought they would get more. But they too were given a silver coin each. They took their money and started grumbling against their employer. These men who were hired last worked only one hour. While we put up with a whole day's work in the hot sun, yet you paid them the same as you paid us. Listen, friend, the owner answered one of them, I've not cheated you. After all, you agreed to a day's work for one silver coin. Now take your pay and go home. I want to give this man who was hired last as much as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do as I wish with my own money? Or are you jealous because I am generous? And Jesus concluded, So those who are last will be first, and those who are first will be last. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Be seated. A bit about the gospel. The owner of the vineyard went out early in the morning, and at nine, at noon, and three, and at five, and hired those to work in the vineyard who had not been hired out during that day. Those who were hired at five o'clock, he asked them, why are you not working? No one has hired us they answered no one has hired us i want to say to you all today that you and i've been hired that's already a done deal we have work to do and i want to read two very brief passages in scriptures in genesis which tell me something of the work that we have that we've been hired to do since the very early beginnings. This is going to sound familiar. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God saw all that God had made and it was all very good. Does that sound familiar so far? Let me go on. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work and care for it. And the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the beasts of the field and all the birds of the air, brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds of the air, the beasts of the field. I wonder what we've been hired out to do. I think we've been hired out to care for the created order from the very beginning. And our care for these animals, these pets of ours, is almost instinctive, almost built in, possibly genetic even, that we have the desire to care for them because that was God's purpose and design in the very beginnings. That was God's purpose and design in the very beginnings for us not to be in authority charge over them, though we can be, that may be a misuse of our authority, but in a caring charge over them. There's a difference in authority and caring. You brought your pets here today because you care for them. And yes, you exercise authority over them, Our boy J.J., whom you hear most of all here today, has developed some some bad habits in the last month. He gets under the sink in the kitchen and takes out the garbage, so we've had to put a child-proof, dog-proof lock on the cabinet. He started getting into the pantry and taking out cans of food and opening them with his teeth. Looks like an old-fashioned can opener job, but he does it. We call the vet and we're going to have him check next week. There may be something physiological wrong or psychological wrong. We talked in our older youth confirmation class this morning about a pet psychologist. Their physiology isn't much different from ours. Some of the things we go through, they go through. Old JJ is getting a bit older. He's almost 14. Happened three times this week. I couldn't fuss at him. I had to care more about him. As you care for your pets, even when they do things that aren't right, and they know it. They know shame. They can sense when we're upset with them. They can sense when we're upset ourselves. And I have a cat, Capri, whom she she puts her paw on my arm or my shoulder or my hand when I'm upset. I call it the laying on of paws. We take care of them. I call them our babies. They take care of us. Codependency, if you will. a Kind of codependency. It began in the very beginnings. And I think what we're about with our pets and our animals, what we're about with the whole created order is we, is we try to even take care of our earth in small ways but small ways that have to be big ways. In doing that, we're doing what God has intended from the very, very beginnings. It's built in. It's almost genetic. We can't help ourselves. There's one other story from Genesis I want to read just very briefly. Then God said to Noah and his sons with him, I established my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature. I established my covenant with you and with them. Never again will all of life be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy The earth. And God said, This is the sign of that covenant. I'm making between you and me and every living thing and every living creature with you a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the whole earth. Whenever I bring the clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and every living creature of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all of life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between me and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. We messed up at one point in time, and God got fed up a bit and decided to do away with it all and try to start over again, but he didn't do away with it all. He saved a family of people. But he also saved two of every kind of living things. That's God continuing with us and with them what God God began back in creation. I'll end with what I said earlier. We've already been hired out. We don't have to stand in the marketplace as if we have nothing to do early in the morning or at 9 o'clock or at 12 or at 3 or at 5 because we've been hired out and they have too. Amen.